Welcome, I'm so glad you could join us. We are starting a new unit titled The Least Likely. In this unit, we will explore how God uses people who you might not expect for the glory of His kingdom. This first lesson is going to be titled A Testament of Faith, and it focuses on the story of Rahab. Our scripture reading will come from Joshua chapter 2. Rahab teaches us that it is never too late to follow Christ and start living for Him. So let's take a closer look at her story and see the good news that it holds for us. Our scripture reading comes from Joshua chapter 2 beginning with verse 1. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Siddim. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land, and that a great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did in Shion and Org, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family, because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Our lives are your lives, the men answered her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. So she let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived on was part of the city wall. She said to them, Go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourself there three days until they return, then go on your way. Now the men had said to her, this oath you made us swear will not be binding on us, unless when we enter the land you have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers, and all your family into your house. If any of them go outside your house into the street, their blood will be on their own hands. We will not be responsible. As for those who are in the house with you, their blood will be on our heads if a hand is laid on them. But if you tell what we are doing, 
We will be released from this oath you have made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she sent them away, and they departed, and she tied the scarlet cord to the window. When they left, they went into the hills and stayed there three days until the pursuers had searched all along the road and returned without finding them. Then the two men started back. They went down out of the hills, forded the river, and came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him everything that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, The Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. This is good news for us. So let's jump in and explore Rahab's story in more detail. Rahab converts after the parting of the Red Sea, and she becomes famous among Hebrew women. While Rahab may be an innkeeper, we know her as a prostitute. Yet despite this, God still uses her for greatness, illustrating that any one of us can be used to glorify God's kingdom. Rahab is most known for her faith and trust, but is also a great image of restoration. Not only does she have faith that God will keep her safe from harm, she places trust in the people she hides. In Joshua 2, we are introduced to Rahab when she hides Joshua's spies from the king of Jericho. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy out the whole land, the king orders Rahab. She lies and tells the king the men left and steers the king in the wrong direction. She shows courage, since the penalty will surely be death if she is caught. In verses 8 through 11, we hear Rahab's confession of faith. She validates that what God is doing, and we hear from her firsthand, her loyalty is to God, not Canaan. Her people worship many idols and gods. Her declaration is huge because she declares that she is no longer going to worship other gods, but the one true God instead. We also learn in this passage that Rahab's involvement is critical because she participates in God's plan for Joshua, a prostitute who has been used and abused by others for evil is used by God for God's overreaching plan of redemption. God redeems sinners for a purpose greater than themselves. This mirrors the work we see Jesus do throughout his life. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Mark 2.17 In this passage, we see a sinner becoming righteous. Rahab is considered righteous for her work in Canaan, according to James chapter 2, verse 25. In fact, Rahab marries Solomon, has a son Boaz, and becomes the great-grandmother of King David. She is part of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. God brings her into the family of redemption. A lowly prostitute has a great part to play in the life of the one true redemption of all humanity, Jesus Christ. It is an interesting picture of redemption painted in these verses. In Joshua 2, 17-21, Rahab is instructed to tie a scarlet cord through her window as a symbol to the spies. The red cord grants her safety from the destruction 
the rest of the city faces. This red marker could be interpreted as a symbol for the blood of the Passover lamb when God struck the firstborn child in Egypt. Early churches believed the red rope was a symbol of Christ's atonement. It is fitting, then, that a prostitute would be saved by such a cord, both physically and spiritually, foreshadowing the anointment and redemption through God in Christ. So how does Rahab's story catch you today? How does it speak to you in this moment? I want you to think about that. Reflect on that. For me, it speaks volumes to the fact that God looks and works past my brokenness my failures, my shortcomings. Rahab was a prostitute. Rahab was living a life that what we know from Scripture was not pleasing to the Lord. And yet her faithfulness, her willingness to put her trust in God becomes her redemption becomes her salvation and God uses her for the redemption of all mankind as she becomes part of that genealogy part of that family tree that leads to God's son Jesus Christ and God's redemption plan and so as I reflect on that and as I look on that it makes me remember and be reminded that even when I have failures, even when I am broken, even when I make mistakes, even when I mess up, God is still God. And God is still at work in my life, redeeming me, making me righteous, making me a part of His family, using me for the glory of His kingdom. As long as I put my trust in Him, as long as I seek to follow Him, He can redeem the brokenness in my life. And so, those areas of brokenness in my life that scream out, I'm not worthy, or I'm not perfect, or God could never love me because of this, or God can never forgive me because of this, when they scream those lies out, Stories like this, stories like Rahab, scream out all the louder, No, God loves you. God wants you to be a part of His family. God can redeem anything in your life. All the brokenness, all the mistakes, God can redeem it all. Put your trust in Him. Keep your eyes on Him. Follow Him and watch as He creates new life and redemption and righteousness for you. And maybe that's what you need to hear. Maybe you need to be reminded not to listen to the shame as it proclaims your unworthiness. But maybe you need to listen to Scripture and listen to what the Holy Spirit and what God Himself is saying to you. You are chosen you are his you are loved 
You are worthy. Listen to those voices. Listen to the voice of God as He speaks truth into your life. Don't let shame keep you locked in sin and brokenness, but let God set you free. That's a good reminder for all of us, no matter where we're at in our journey with God. Whether we don't yet have a relationship with Him, or whether we've had one our entire lives, it is always a good reminder to not listen to the voice of shame that says you are not worthy, but to listen to Him who is the creator of all things, who gave Himself for you, who says, I love you, you are mine, come home. Ephesians 5, 8-10 states, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. As God's children, one of the greatest things that we can do is share how God has redeemed us. Share how God has healed the brokenness in our lives. It is a great encouragement to each other as we are journeying through life together, as we are seeking to follow Christ, but it is even greater news for those who have yet to come to know Christ, as we share how He has redeemed our brokenness and how they have hope, how they should have hope, because He can redeem their brokenness as well. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We are so blown away by the way in which you work in our lives to redeem us. How you erase the, the voices of shame that say we are not worthy. And how you proclaim into our lives our worth and your love for us. Lord, help us to keep our eyes on you. Help us to listen to your voice. Help us to follow you in all we do. And Lord, help us to share how you have redeemed us with those around us, Lord. The voice of shame says, no, don't let anyone know about the brokenness in your life. But Lord, we are yours and we have been redeemed. And there are others just like us who need to hear your good news. Need to hear your voice, that you love them. And that you will redeem their brokenness as well. So help us to be your hands and feet. Help us to share of the redemption we have experienced. We love you and we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Go in His grace and peace and know that you are loved and know that you have been redeemed.